<laughs> All right. So, welcome to Talk Hard Radio. Talk Hard Podcast. <laughs> I never get it right. We, I think we should be Talk Hard Radio. but We will be as soon as we get out of this office space into a bigger office space and become a media channel that inspires others to start their podcast and then we can broadcast them to the world. Welcome to Talk Hard Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> where I have learned to accept about the fact that sometimes we talk a little bit too hard and we need to have a little bit of fun too. So today, damn it, I've had a rough day. I'm going to have some fun. We've been having some fun. Also, guys, I want you guys to know if you guys are listening to audio, you can find us on most all audio po- platforms if you guys want to check us out over there as well. And right. if you're looking for one, just leave us a comment and we'll place it there too. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. I've been uh, so, uh, you know. Let's talk about we talk, we kind of dived in a little bit in the relationship episode, whatever. Yep. Right. Uh, you know about falling in love with yourself and about yep. falling in love with the process. You know, and, and it's kind of what's on my mind lately. Yep. Because I, I see out here that everybody is in love with the idea that you spoke of. Like, I, I want to be a business owner. I mm-hmm. want to start, I want to be an entrepreneur. That's such a big thing, right? I want to I want to start some businesses. I want to open, and this is huge too, is like, I want to open sober living houses. And I want, you know, and that's the thing about sober, like any business, if you're, if, if you're in love with the idea of it more so than what it takes to get there yep. and to maintain there, yep then you're never going to make it. You're 100%. going to fail horribly, especially with sober livings. Like that is not, you know, I, I can just speak on sober livings because I own uh, five sober livings. I can speak on businesses because I am co-founder and, and, you know, all these different things inside a couple of uh, a few treatment centers. But sober livings is not glamorous in any way. If you're doing it for money, you're doing it for the wrong things. So there's not a lot of money in it. So there's a lot, there is so much that goes into that. And if if that's not who you are to your core, then you're not going to make it. And you're doing it for the wrong reason. Well, here's just the truth. Because it sounds sexy. Let's just get to the truth of it. And I I was speaking to somebody yesterday about this. If you're doing anything just for money, you're chasing the wrong thing. Money is a byproduct of hard work, of dedication, of following your dreams. Like, that is just what happens when... That's why people are like, oh, I chase money. And you're like, make the money chase you. There's a reason people say that is because when you are chasing after the money, you feel like you're never getting anywhere because money has no emotions. It doesn't care where it goes. Like you can't more go you, down that road. More, more you make, the more you spend. Right. So if you fall in love with the process, if you feel like people, when I say people love the idea more than they love the actual thing, it's because they, they love what they think the end is and they don't love the journey. If you love the journey, whether it be relationship, business, or anything else, if that's what you fall in love with, then you're actually in love. People, I, I 100% agree with you. Because people, it comes with some hard-ass times. Yeah, and, and you got to be in love with that too. Yep. Like you literally have to fall in love with the fact that you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And I tell people this, and this is Will Smith, fail often, fail forward. You know, keep failing. It's not, I don't like even using the word fail, but that's the terminology I'll use so you can understand what I'm saying. Like, that's a learning process. I do not grow when I, like, I, I don't grow when everything's great. And when the business is running smoothly, when my friendships and relationships are running smoothly and everything's just, I do not grow one ounce. It's when I struggle 
or when I get disappointed or when I get my heart broke or when, you know, uh, somebody lets me down or disappoints me, that's when I have to take a step back and, and kind of feel it, acknowledge it. And then I get to, I get to make a choice at that point. Yep. Like, does this failure defy me? Is it, I can go two routes. There's only two routes you can go when something tragic or bad or you get hit in the head with a two by four metaphorically. There's only two routes you can go. You can sit and waller in it and let that be your reason and have a chip on your shoulder and, and all these other things and be bitter and, and just be in that negativity. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose a different route and say, I'm going to grow. Like I say this all the time, I don't have to go through anything. I get to grow through these things. Yeah. And I get to flip that negative, whatever it may be, circumstance, situation, even friendships and relationships. I get to flip that and say, this is going to be my fire. This is going to be my drive. This is why I'm going to push harder because I failed right there. I see where I failed and now I get to try it again. I get to try it with a new mindset, new knowledge, new, maybe I need to study. Maybe I need to go to college. Maybe I need to read a freaking book. To figure out what I did wrong. But we and talked then, about this today. Like, I actually posted about this. Good times create weak people. I see that, yeah. I've seen that. Weak people create bad times. Bad times create strong people. Strong people create bad times. <clears throat> this is an evolution. We, Tony Robbins talks about patterns. Like, pattern is the key to success in all realms of life. There's pattern recognition. First, you have to understand how the patterns happen. Then there's pattern utilization, which means... Like when you're learning to play the piano, first you have to understand it, right? You have to recognize the pattern. Then you typically will play someone else's music. Then you get so good at it, you can now make your own. Mm. And now you've mastered it, right? That's the point of all of this. So when you talk about business, right? It's like, again, we just talked about the last podcast. Go back. Listen to it. It was a lot of fun, at least for me. I hated um, it. I, if you want to see me squirm and sweat, <laughs> go back and watch the last podcast podcast on relationships. People go from the what to the how, and they skip the why. The why, that's most important. The yeah. why is is ultimately the actual key, because that's where your drive and your passion come. Like, why do I want this? If, it, if money is your answer, wrong. You're going to fail. Chances are you're definitely going to fail. I've done this, failed miserably. My only goal was I, I set this number and then I got there and was like, okay, so I wanted to make a hundred grand. I did, but it cost me 97,000 to run the business. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to damn, sober living. That's kind of how that, that works. That didn't work out very well, right? <laughs> like you set these unrealistic goals instead of once you shift it and you're like, why do I want to do this? Do I want to change lives? Do I want to create something amazing? Do I want a product I can stand behind? Um, one of the new you know, businesses that I'm getting involved in, I'm not the owner. Uh, the owner has come to me and, and you know likes my business mind on a different realm and he's built a beautiful business. But what I was looking for, through like all the different things and i'm like where's your vision statement right why do you do this if your employees because as you grow a business your people need to know why yeah why are we doing this what is the purpose for this and i don't care what it is i don't care if you're pushing pallets building micro machines like i don't care and there's my age obviously because i had micro machines (laughs) but i don't care i wonder if you are those still a thing chris i don't know Hot Wheels are always going to be a thing. Micro machines were like, remember the guy used to talk about the micro machine? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Nobody knows what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
if your why is what drives you, then that's the business you should be in. I've done a lot of different business adventures, and a lot of the reasons why I always got bored was because my why wasn't in check. And so with things like this, and the reason why I can go do, right now I'm working at two places, so I get up at 4.30 in the morning, I do my typical eight-hour day, and then I go straight to another place where I am really just diving into the place and trying to just get an understanding. It has no monetary value to me right now. I didn't want that. I said, I want to understand. There's plenty of value in it. Right. There's a lot of value in it, and money doesn't matter. So I'm adding value, and if you want to know how you build anything, if you're not the type of person that wants to be a business owner, awesome. Some people are better at being number two. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need to understand that you get paid for the value you add, not for the value you think you are. Right. So every time I go somewhere, anywhere, I try to add value. And that's, that's, I don't give a shit if you were, I could tell a story about working in a factory. You know, if you're a low man on the totem pole in a factory, if you're not adding value, that's exactly where you're going to stay. 100%. And, and I can tell a whole story on that. It's kind of a good story, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's because it's true. It's like, it is. Not to interrupt you, man, no, but no, listen, like, this was a good story because this was a, actually, it happened. Like, I got a job, and my, I got out of jail. I got a, I moved into a sober living. I got a job through a temporary service at a, at a local factory that actually was an hour and five-minute walk away. And I had to be there by, like, 5.30, 30, something like that in the morning. And I had to walk an hour, and I did it, man. But that's the thing. I was so, I was 35 years of age. I was so bro, so like ready to change my life. I was so ready to like. I was so determined. I didn't know what my purpose was yet. I had no idea what kind of a purpose I had. I just knew that I was wanting to do. I was willing to do whatever it took to get me wherever I need to be. And at that point, I was making like seven fifty an hour. I was paying sober living, which was like one hundred twenty five a week, and I was paying child support. And at the end of the week, I had like twenty bucks to my name every damn week. And this is a job where I went to work. I walked to work at five o'clock at four o'clock in the morning in the rain, sometimes in the sleet. My ass was chapped by the time I got there. I worked all day with a wet, wet ass, you know, you know, I work, but I was always that guy that we would take breaks or a machine would break down. Guess what? I wouldn't go away and smoke or go over to the bathroom and mess around and talk. I would be there. A, a machine would break down. I would watch the maintenance men come up and, and work on the machine. Yep. I would watch them do it. And while everybody else on the line would take off and do their thing, I was sitting there watching them, you know, and I, and, and I really didn't have intentions of what, I was doing, or I don't know. It's just kind of who I was at this time. Just driven by a purpose. I, I was just, just who I was. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see that, you know. Like I, I've always been that person. Like I'm, I'm destined for greater things, but had no plan or had no idea how to do it. You know, yes. I just it was a feeling. And I think a lot of people out here can relate to that, especially addicts and alcoholics. We know we're better than this. But anyway, I would watch them fix it. And then they would come and it would break down again, and same thing would happen. Watch them fix it again, and then the third time. Guess who, guess who ran over there real quick and fixed the machine? Right. And they didn't need to call the maintenance man. So right. I would run over there, fix the machine. Next thing you know, and I'm going to tell you this, it'd piss off everybody on the line because they weren't there for the reason I was there. Yep. They weren't ready to change their life. They was ready to take that little smoke break or that little drink at the water fountain or whatever it was. Yep. But me, I didn't care about any of that. I wanted to get, I wanted to be the best I could possibly be at that time. And that's working in a shitty factory for $20 a week at the end of the week. Right. So I would fix it, and then the next time, you know, I, I began to get noticed. 
Like, like Marty's got it. Don't worry about it. Don't need to call the maintenance man over here. He's got yeah. it. And I'd fix another machine. I'd fix another part of the machine. It'd break down everywhere. So I just learned all this machine yep. by watching them. And it wasn't long. I was there for a while. It wasn't long that a, a maintenance man position was open. Guess who they looked at? 100%. Guess who they came to and said, hey, you need to go fill out that real quick. Guess who got the job? I went from seven fifty an hour to almost $20 an hour. Yep. Damn near overnight. I learned everything in that factory, you know, and I killed it at that too, you know, I, and that's the thing. And it's like, and that, I, that's how I lived my life is I just kept doing that. I kept showing up. I kept being, I was early to work. I stayed late. I learned the machines. I would learn this. I would learn. And I really, at the time, didn't know why I was doing any of it. Yeah. I was in love with that process. hundred percent. So for me, and I feel the reason why. I'm just going to say it. I'm successful on many realms, and it has no monetary value to it. I don't I don't remember the last time I looked at my bank account because I don't really don't have to think about that anymore, which well, was that's good part too. of my determination, right? That's I was like, too. I want to get to a point where I don't care. People are like, man, have you seen the prices of gas? I'm like, nope, don't even look when I go How to gas. Like, yeah, I mean, I see them now that people are saying stuff about it, but most of the time I don't care. That's not I, I know that I need to fill up my tank regardless. I know that I need gas, Yeah. right? Like, I'm not going to focus on little things. I need something bigger. I need to put myself in that position. So nice. to put myself in that position... Every time I've had an interview and they ask, well, what is your goal? I said, I want your job. <laughs> I love it. You're hiring me. Yes. That's the job I want. I don't care if you're the owner. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to sit. I want a percentage. And I'm not going to stop until I get there. And when I get there, I'm going to do an amazing job. And I'm going to say, you're welcome. And I'm going to walk out the door and go do something else. <laughs> See that? Ownership. That's it. And you know what? I If everybody could take on that mindset. I always add more value than I get paid. There you go. Because I get to sleep good at night from it, right? Like, I know that you want to talk about job security. They're not going to fire you. I'm telling you right now, when I had this last one, we talked about this in the last podcast. I told them I was leaving, and I got a call. What's your number? I said, there's not one. That's not why I do this. Yeah. I do this because of the growth factor. And where I want to go. You can't take me there. You can't. Right. Um, it's just the reality of like corporate America in that aspect. Like the company's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I, I've learned a ton from being there. Right. But my goal from day one, I've put in more hours than I've gotten paid for. Which I've, I've done more than what is asked of me because, and again, are. I'm not keeping scores. You owe me, but I'll tell you right now, if I needed to take a day off, they'd be like, okay. Right. They wouldn't even question it. If I showed up late, okay, because that's not like you. Right. I'm not abusing the process. All these people said this, like, you owe me. No one owes you anything. Yeah. Period. Blame it's no not one. the way the world blame, works. Blame no one. Expect nothing and just do. Just right? go after it, man. The only person in your way is you. We've talked about this before. Like, you are the only person in your way. And if you go somewhere and you don't want what's next, you're settling. We talked about that. Yeah, no settling. This is just where people live. And look, I understand it's hard. My life is not easy. And I love it. No one said it was going to be easy. <laughs> like, I suck at a lot of things, and I embrace that. And you know what it does? It inspires me to not suck at that. Well, even with me, it's like, I suck at that. I tried that. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit focusing on that. Oh, 100%. I'm going to focus on what I'm good at. Right. I'm going to hyper-focus on what I'm yeah, good yeah, at, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to nail that. There are just certain things that I'm like, eh, like, I hate reading. You know what I'm doing right now? Forcing myself to read. You know the benefits I suck at it. You know the benefits of that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It, now we're diving deeper in, like, the mental aspect of it, and we can always dive into that. But <laughs> We do a lot. We definitely do a lot On of that. On this show. <laughs> the, so many people are so set in their ways with the way they live their life, it drives me insane. 
<laughs> only because I don't. And it's like, it's hard for me to accept because I see all these people well, going through so, all these difficulties. It's those same people that are complaining and bitching about their life and, and the situations that they're in and the victim role mentality that they take on. Yep. It's those same people that are showing up late for work. It's those same people that are missing appointments. It's those same people that when they get home after an eight hour shift, they do nothing besides watch Netflix, you know, and, and then they, then they want to complain about how their life isn't where they want it to be. Like, uh, like, I, got, I got a violin. I can get it out for just a <laughs> I'm serious, though. Like, you, you want to, like, I, I talk to hundreds of people, right, and, and, and a month, hundreds of people a month, and, and, and I ask them certain questions, like, yep. where, where are you at? Where, you know, what's going on? And, well, I'm saying, you know, this, this, and this is going on. And, and you know, it's, it's, it, and then I, I keep asking questions, and I do that not to sound like a reporter, but I want to find out some context of what's going on. Yep. And 99% of everybody who's complaining about their life, their circumstances, where they're at in relationships, where they're at in friendships, where they're at in their business or, or at their job or whatever – I ask them, what do they do? Like you are un, you are unhappy with your with the job that you have, the eight hours a day that you put in that job. You hate it. You absolutely. How many people out here hate their job? I bet you, so many people said say me right here. I hate my job. I hate what I do. Okay, so you go to work. You're there from nine to five, seven to three thirty, whatever it is, right? What are you doing with the other however many hours in your day? But what are you in love with? Right. Well, like that's you just one. talked about, we, right? Like we need one. to get to the what point is your of, purpose? Like what are you in love with? Right. And if it ain't yourself from the jump, you've got a problem from the start. That's right. where it starts. You can and work then, on that. Once you get control of that, we've talked about this before. Ownership starts with owning yourself, owning your day. Discipline. From there, and you've learned to love yourself. And for me, this was super difficult. I got two older brothers that were very good at a lot of things, and I was the youngest, and always felt like I had to fight my way into everything. And so for a while, like I would act confident and I had the confidence, but deep down inside, I was like, Oh man, it's just not for me. You know what I mean? And even, even though there was like data that backed all it up, it was never enough for me because I didn't love myself enough. And as soon as I embraced that moment through a lot of therapy, a lot of very uncomfortable conversations that made me realize that I was battling demons that don't even exist. <laughs> right? Like so many of us, right? Right? It's because... Or, or we're hyper-focused <laughs> on the demons or the defects, right? Right, which are, which are, we've talked about this before, limiting beliefs. They're things that aren't actually true. We make them true. They're so true there's in so, our head. There's so much shit that goes through my head on a daily basis. When I catch myself, I'm like, what am I doing? Right. What I'm creating problems that don't exist. Right. So Constantly. They, they haven't fallen in love with the process, which mm -hmm. is what we've talked about. So the process starts with falling in love with yourself. So embrace your good. Embrace your suck, too. There's nothing wrong and with that. Everybody hashtag, sucks at something. Hashtag embrace your suck. So that's part of, like, I don't love my wife because of who she is. I love her for who she is going to be. That's right. where falling in love with someone happens. It's like the process. Right. I'm in love with watching her journey and who she was when I met her and who she is today and where we're going to go and all these great things because that's what love really is. And that's what being in love with yourself really is. Like, she wasn't perfect when I met her, neither was I. Right. But when you're in you love with mess, something, oh, I definitely was a mess. <laughs> and I still am on many levels. Like, I'm far from perfect. I'm never going to be. But damn it, if I'm not going to die trying. Right. So that's being in love with the journey. And it's not just where you're at it's where you're gonna go it's what you want to do and if you hate your job like what are you afraid of and then somebody on her i'm sorry i'm gonna call you out fear has many forms yeah i get it but 
it causes the same reaction in the body every single time. Yeah, that's why I think a million this, things this, to be this world, this world right now is so hyped up on motivation and this daily grind, and you hear see it on social media, the hustle. Yep, all about the hustle. Yep, right. Well, I think motivation is is worthless. Motivation doesn't last. Discipline. When if you don't, and guys, trust me when I say I have struggled with it daily. Discipline, daily discipline. I'm going to talk about my morning habit that I just got into too again, yeah. you know, because that's it's literally changed my life already, right? Uh, but discipline is everything. Motivation doesn't last. You could see it inspire. You can watch this video right here and be like, yeah, woo, I want to do something. Uh-huh. Ah, <laughs> woo! And then five minutes later, you're back to on your TikTok just scrolling, right? There's a study about this actually. Five, less than 5% of people that go to like motivational things actually do something with the information. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good percentage. It so. actually is. You know what I mean? Like they're, I think they're being generous. I it's do too. probably a I lot lower, but I think they're just trying 0.5%. to not have the business fall out underneath <laughs> them, right? They're like, well, at least 5% of you will come back. They're like, why do I go pay $2,000 to see... Uh, and yet they do it, right? Yeah. They, they've tried the modalities. They've tried all the different things, and then something needs to shift. Yeah, you do, idiot. I'm sorry. Discipline, man. To, to, to be, if you cannot discipline and train yourself to do the things that you know you should do, the things that you really, truly want to do, and to put, and put yourself in places you know will, will take you to that next level, will take you to where – and, and this, is a, this is a slow process. Oh, yeah. God, it's the slowest, and this is why no, nobody does it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I could sit up here and I could talk to you about all the things that we're doing, and I and we could you too. Like I, you guys are gonna be like, oh, it's easy for you. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. No, this is the hardest fight of my life. Trying to battle the demon inside, yep. trying to battle the defects and the laziness and the character defect and all these different things, the sloth, the restless, irritable, discontent. All it's a battle every day for me to do differently, to change bad habits into good habits, to turn character defects into assets, you know? And, and that's why my morning routine, which I, <laughs> I think it, man, like we talked about it. I made a, a commitment to you and yep. I made a commitment to myself about it. Like, so uh, the icy shower thing, like it's literally, it's, it's not that it is that right. Icy showers have look it up. If you guys don't see the, know the benefits of icy showers, it just seems like something you do on it's TikTok. Cold, cold showers, cold yeah, showers. Yeah. I, you know, my, it's, it's winter in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like the water's a little colder here right now. Uh, but the fact that I get up on a certain time now, I set a realistic goal for me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like, you know, you hear all these motivational speakers, as you've pointed out to me, Brian, yep. about getting up at 4 a.m. and going to the gym and grinding your face off and doing, you know, I get it. Cool. I tried it for two years and I only let myself down. Yep. You know, because I would set that unrealistic goal for me that just didn't fit my world. I mean, I've said this before. I, I posted something on Facebook about it and I, I've said it before. Failure only exists because the expectation we set on the result. Yeah. Yeah, on ourself usually, It's like, right? if I don't do this by then, then I have failed. No, it's just taking you longer than you And then I want to give up. Like, the reality is it's just taking you longer than you expected, and that's okay. You didn't fail. You just stopped trying. That's when you fail. Right. Once you stop trying, you failed. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, if you want to build a real business, it takes time. Some of you may get lucky. And your business may explode in the first year, and more often than not, that business doesn't last five to ten years. They and say they say anything, only they say only two. What is it? Two, two or ten? 
two or ten percent. I don't know which businesses last first two years. Make it through the first two years. Here's the craziest part. We're talking about generational businesses. Most of them don't go into the third generation. Ooh. Because, like we said, good times create weak people. And the third mm. generation of a great business has probably got some pretty weak children. When you weak, talk about poverty. Weak children and, 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 you know, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they think they deserve Entitled? It. Entitled. Thank there you. we go. Thank you. Here's the thing, like if you want to talk about, and you 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 can see this everywhere. Most great people came from nothing. Yeah, that's because they didn't have a choice. You want to know the cool part? If you came from something, you still have a choice. There you go. There you go. You have a choice and an advantage. Oh, geez! <laughs> and then you go into suck because you came a weak person. Because like, you felt entitled. You have no one to blame but yourself. You thought you just deserved it, and you don't deserve a damn thing. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've been through. The world doesn't owe you anything, and it's not going to give you anything. You got to take it. You are in charge of your life, whether you're Period. whether you grow up in a, in a in a wealthy home, a middle class home, or like my home. You know, what I mean, and and you say got it from nothing. You know, I I, I say that term a lot. You know, like everything that that I, we did. With the Truman houses and me getting in recovery and, and me, I got it out the mud, man. Yep. You know, I got it out the mud. And everybody asked me like, "How do you? How did you? What? How did you pick a career? How did you? How did you start doing what you're doing?" And I, I have the, the answer for them. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I didn't pick my career. I didn't right. pick what I wanted to do. Like, it it picked me. Honest to God, like I, I just became this person where in this moment, right this second, I'm going to do, I'm going to do more than it's expected of me. Yep. I'm going to add, like you said a minute ago, I'm going to add more value to what I'm doing than what's expected of me. I'm going to add more value than what I'm getting paid for. Right. And that's, that just started this chain of events where it just kept compounding itself and compounding itself to where, you know, a doors would open. And I would, I would see the door open and I would, I would kick that door in sometimes. And I would walk through that door, you know, instead of usually, you know, I'd suffer from self-worth, be like, I, I don't deserve to go through that door or yeah. I'm going to fail if I go through that door. Yep. You know, the hundred forms of fear, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. But, but, you know, so people ask me like, I, I have no idea. I just kept doing me. I have found for once in my life, I think it's the most important thing you can do in your life. If you don't have a purpose yet, you better find it. Yeah. What is your passion? What are you, it, it don't even have to be something you're good at. Maybe you will become good at it, you know, but what is your passion? And then hyper focus on that and accept that it's never too late. True that. True like that. it's never too late. I was 35. I was 35 for I started this. Journey. I lived in a space for a long time where I was like, I'm just not going to bother because it's just too late. I've gotten too old. Like by the time I build it, I'll be this. And I started doing this <clears throat> unexpected math in my head <laughs> as if I knew when I was going to die or something. Like, you know, like if, like you're, I'm if you're breaking 60, you've still got another good 25 years. Right. Like I'm breaking down the variables. Like I know I already have the answers when in reality, all that I'm doing is just making an excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with anything in that moment. And that's all the problem really was. So once I became in love with myself, which most people's like, that's arrogant. No, whatever. No, it's not. Like, if you aren't in love with yourself, you're doing things wrong. Because if the only reason you do things is for other people, you're gonna have some problems. Oh, we talk about that in recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people get sober because of the judge. A lot of people get sober because of the wife or the husband or the kids. You know, you hear that a lot. Like, I got to get clean for my kids. Like, okay, but 
it's going to fail if that's the only reason. Yeah, you're, you're not doing wrong. It. Yeah, you definitely do. I mean, but you need to get sober for yourself. And, and if you do that, your kids are the byproduct. Yes, because <laughs> like I mean, you, you watch that fail so often. You know, I don't want to say it fails because anytime you get sober, say you're only sober for ninety days, that's a success. Yeah, you know, I'm not. You know, I, I relapse today is death. You know, and it is in so many cases, like, relapse is death. So I, I definitely never say relapse is part of a recovery journey, and it definitely doesn't have to be because today in today's society, a relapse could definitely mean death. But if you're getting sober for your kids, and that's the only reason, or the judge tells you to, you're less likely. I mean, there's always a moment sometimes. Maybe at 30 days, something's going to click in your head and be like, because, you know, when I first got into AA... I first walked into rooms of AA, like, I didn't want to be there. I didn't, I had no idea that I was going to stay sober, but something happened. We call it, you know, we, we call it a, a spiritual, um, shit, I can't think of the word. Spiritual awakening. A spiritual, spiritual awakening, awakening. Yeah. thank you. Uh, you know, and they talk about those spiritual awakenings in our literature, but, like, I have had hundreds of spiritual awakenings. Right. Hundreds. And today I get to actually be aware of them because I try to stay aware of what's going on in my world. Right. You know? Because um, you had an aha moment, but then you finally did something. Like, we all have aha moments. They right. happen every day. I have them regularly just because, like, I'm, I'm just like, Ooh, Sometimes that, that, that hits you like a two-by-four. Yeah, sometimes there. you're like, damn, and I have been hit with a two-by-four. We'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> ah, I got baseball, man, <laughs> twice. The thing is, is like... <sighs> That's me comparing. Again, now, like, for me, <laughs> I... And look, you can you can fall in love with something and then realize you're not in love with it. That's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mean you failed it. You need to be aware of it. You need to move on. Yeah. I recognize yeah. patterns. Right? And I didn't even realize I was recognizing patterns until I started realizing that I should be recognizing patterns. And people started talking about it. Like recently with Tony Robbins when he talks about the pattern recognition mm-hmm. and then pattern utilization. More than 10 years ago, before life coaching was ever a thing, <sighs> okay. I wanted to do it. I called my mom. I was like, I'm high as a kite. (laughs) I'm going to be a life coach, right? She said, what the hell is that? Because I had a passion in me. I just didn't know what to do with it. I had an aha moment. I didn't know what to do with it. Mm. What I noticed over the past four or five years is that because I've been doing nothing but coaching myself. Now, I've had a ton of help. Don't get me wrong. This isn't all me. This is coming from like research, YouTube, hundreds and thousands of hours of like, I don't listen to the radio. I listen to books. I don't go home and just watch stupid Hulu. I do sometimes because me and my wife just need to relax. I have balance in it. Yeah. But when I have the time and I make it more time than it adding value, right. I'm doing more because I don't want to be lazy. And I know I can go into that pattern. So I'm aware of the patterns that I already have. And I want to have the patterns that have existed over time. So if you have something that you were like driven by when you were a child mm-hmm. and it keeps coming back up, mm-hmm. that's a pattern. Mm. Embrace that pattern. Check it out. And move on with it. So where I'm at now was coaching myself and getting coached by a lot of people. That's important too. You know, I have mentors, I have business you mentors, you I have friend have, mentors. Yeah, if you don't have mentors in, in several aspects of your life, then you, you're you obviously egotistical. You and can't you don't be think, a mentor until you've had one. See, I've had several of them. Right? Like right. people act like you're not Nostradamus. Like knock it off. Chris and I, I believe even Nostradamus, Chris might be, but <laughs> the thing is, is like, you need, you can't be a coach iron unless you're coachable. Iron, iron sharpens right. iron. You know what I mean? You got to have that. So like, 
the most important people in my life yeah. are the people who call me out on my shit. Yep. You know? Honesty. Yeah. I live in a very awkward space of honesty, and <laughs> my wife will call me out on it sometimes. She's like, do you ever walk slow? Nope. She's like, you didn't even want to think about it? Nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> I give her the truth, yeah. but I want the same thing in return because the truth hurts when you allow it to hurt or it can inspire you. That's because a, the that, truth that's is the a, truth. That's it. You got two choices at that point, too. Lying is just sugarcoating stuff. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. You know, and that's, if you don't have mentors, if you don't have people that call you out, people in your corner that call you out on your BS, like, you need to get some. You, you need, like, you can have people around you all the time gassing you up, and guess what? It's just, it's not going to be prudent to your growth. Yep. You know, I got several people in my life and had for several years people that, that call me out, you know, on different, I got people, different people for different aspects. So I got my financial, I got my business partners, I got my, uh, I got my therapist who loves to, <laughs> yeah. And then I got Brian Kendrick and I got my sponsor and I've got several people in the program throughout the years who just call me out, man. And I tell you, it, those people are more valuable to me than anyone else on this planet because those people will take the risk of perhaps even pissing me off. And that's the thing too, you've got to be humble enough to take on constructive criticism. If you don't have if you don't have valuable critics in your life, like people will talk about that all the time. Like, oh, don't judge. Bullshit. Bullshit. Judge. Use discernment, right? Like call me out if you see me acting up. Well, and, I wouldn't call that judging, really. Like I just it's just let's call it spade a spade. I'm not judging you for it. I'm just telling you how you are. Oh, well, that's true. Too. There's a difference yeah. between it. Like judging is I'm gonna set myself above you. And I'm going to look down on you, and that's judging. Like, yeah. judgment is, I think I'm superior, so I'm going to say you're not. Right. That's how I see judgment. But, I see, let's call a spade a spade. Marty, you're acting like a dick. <laughs> right? How dare you? Like, no. I, I was I, just trying to have a good podcast. I don't want to throw out his name, but I know he's going to hear this. <laughs> and I remember being in the gym, and the first time we were talking about certain things, and I just called you out. And somebody in the gym was like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody do that. What's up, Jake? <laughs> Love you, Jake. <laughs> but you know, like Jake Bowman Shaw, everyone. He's amazing. And they dude, for who he's at and where he is in his life, I see nothing but greatness for that guy. Yeah. Like he genuinely loves to grow. Yeah. In a very uncomfortable space. Yeah. But even I make sure at that. times <laughs> he is like I, okay, I wasn't expecting that. And I'm like, look, what's he gonna do? Beat me up? <laughs> Like, let's be real about the situation here. We're grown adults. I'm going to call them out and be like, this is what I saw. Right. Just the truth of my opinion. I wasn't judging you for it, though. I've just given you my honest feedback. And so, speaking of feedback, when you give it to someone, what I have learned in a lot of ways through therapy and a lot of other coaching things is when you give someone feedback, ask for their permission first. In a lot of ways, when you do do that. Is, can I give you some feedback? Yeah. And then they'll say, yeah, are you sure? Can I challenge you? Or can I challenge you? Like, right? Like I, You say that to me I, a lot. <laughs> when you give someone uh, well, unsolicited also, feedback, it can come across judgy. Well, also, check your intentions. Yeah. Like, why am I, why am I wanting to tell him this? You know? If yeah. your intentions are pure, then it, you should do it. Then you should feel safe. Yeah. But you want to make sure the other person feels safe. So there are, there, is, there is barriers that you need to respect with people only because there is a level of communication that needs to go down and the communication needs to be open when you're doing these types of things. And so you need to do the same thing with yourself. Yeah. You need to be willing to, and that's how you fall in love with something is you need to check where you're really at. Like how, wh why do I, what do I want? Why do I want it? How am I going to get there? That is the key to like, we talked about falling in love and when we're talking about business and so many people I hear 
all the time. Man, I'm going to start this business. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. Why? Why? <laughs> What's your vision? And then money. Okay. Not going to work. Right. Oh, I'll show you. Please do. Please. Prove me wrong. Because if the why just became to prove me wrong, at least it's better than the money. Right. Right. At least you've got yeah, some well, sort of drive that's and, not money. Yeah, there's a diff- then something else happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I tattooed my face because everybody told me I shouldn't. <laughs> well, there's more to the story. I tattooed my face because a stripper had it, and I was really mad in the moment yeah, because she had more Chris. tattoos than me. So I went and got a face tattoo, and that's the story of my first face tattoo. I got a face tattoo. It should have said unemployable. But <laughs> someone said, you just ruined your life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And... and there are times when I'm like, man, I wish I could find that person and smack him with my wallet. Do you know who that person was? <laughs> no, I really yeah. don't remember it. I just remember hearing it. Yeah. Right? But I'll say because we'd look for him right now. Chris, <laughs> get him on the show. With social media nowadays, you're probably yeah. going to hear this. We'd find like, him. That was me, and I'm, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, not you can be that guy, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I love doing everything they said I couldn't. Yeah, twice. Because I am going to do whatever I want. Period. And I'm honest about it, and I'm in love with it, and I trust the journey of it, and I know I'm going to suck at a lot of it, which means I need to grow through a lot of it. Embrace the suck. Because I don't want to get comfortable. Yeah. There's a difference between balance and comfort. You can have balance in your life, but getting comfortable causes problems. This is what happens in marriages. We talked about this. You get comfortable. We're not talking about relationships. No, no, it doesn't matter. The business, relationships, it doesn't matter. As soon as you get comfortable... Like, if you stay ready, you got to get ready. This is a big saying that everybody's heard a million times. And they're like, how do I do that? You train yourself. Yeah. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, which means what you thought was hard before is no longer hard. And that's the journey. That's where growth comes from. So I am always going to dive deep into doing things I don't want to do to try to grow as a person because I want to be a better man and when i'm a better man for myself it's a byproduct of being a better husband it's a byproduct of being a better uncle it's a byproduct of being a better son automatically that's just what happens when being you a better host on talk hard podcast yeah like i am i you know what was the most uncomfortable thing for me was watching that and being like dude relax why did i do that why like did that, i say that that victim one we got are me, our vic- biggest that victim critic. one got me in the victim space because i was like that's emotional for me because you yeah. could clearly see how on edge i was Cause that one's tough for me. Yeah. And I let it get to me that day and I embrace it. You know what? That's the whole point of watching this journey. Like I have grown from watching that to now because I'm aware of it now. And that was, man, that was in my head all damn day where I like, Creating I was like, problems. I need to meditate for a minute. I need to quit need saying to... F bombs so often. <laughs> I need to get, right. Like even though to talk without it. Right. Right. But I get a passionate is what I call it because I just feel differently about a lot of things. And, but that I don't want at the same time to, it's not all about me. Yeah. So I can communicate better and get more people to understand where I'm coming from without getting all, and now I'm going to flex and I'm going to get all in my head and my blood pressure is through the damn roof. My watch just told me to breathe and like all these things are happening right now. And I'm probably being pretty unhealthy because I let my feelings, which we talked about in the last podcast, get in my way. This is what happens. So, I learned to accept my feelings for where they're at, fall in love with the journey, That's, mm, and grow. Mm. <sighs> when that starts to happen, your life will change. And so it, it's exciting for me. Like I wake up and trust me, I woke up, cold showered, because we dedicated. <laughs> woke up, cold shower, 
meditation or meditation then cold shower I end my shower with cold so if you want to do the cold shower you don't have to jump straight into it like let's you don't have to straight torture yourself you can take a warm shower and then turn it cold there's another way to do it i have to do that yeah like i i jump in where it's a little more than warm and then i take it down slowly until i get it all the way over and then i stand there for as long as i can right so cold shower has a lot of science behind it and then you know i set my intentions i boom I'm, i'm ready to go and then as soon as I got to work, everything fell apart. Mm. So the day doesn't just go amazing because I said it that way, right? I can't control the outside world. All I control is how I respond. And I was texting my wife, and I was super frustrated. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just really irritated right now. And the more I just embraced that uncomfortable space, the easier the day got. But I had to sit in it for a minute and not react. Yeah, I had to just let it be. I, wanna, I, wanna, I know I talked about this last time, and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, I, I want to talk about like in waking up with intention, you know, and, and, and how this new morning habit has changed my life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just, I wish I could tell you guys right now and you would listen to me. Uh, I know you won't. <laughs> I, I just know. Some it, of you will. I mean, it, when I wake up, I got into another, I've done this several times throughout my recovery the last seven years, wake up and I grab this first it's right. It's my alarm going off right beside my head, and I wake up and I grab it, and the next thing you know, two hours has passed by, an hour has passed by, whatever it may be. Maybe it's just a half hour. That's that's like. First off, it's wasted time, and I shouldn't be doing that. It's not the way to start your morning. Your your mind when you wake up, the first thing you should put into it kind of sets the precedence precedence for the rest of your day mm-hmm. i don't know if it's the first 15 minutes i don't know if it's first half hour i don't know what it is but if that's the first thing you do is you go on there and you scroll and you see it, it, let's face it there's a lot of negativity in the world there's a lot of stuff you don't care about there's there's these big booties bopping around everywhere there's these nice trucks and rims and there's all this stuff that doesn't need to be in your head when you you're, you're you're, what is it when you wake up, your brain is... is hypnosis. More, it's, it's, you're in still in a stage of hypnosis, and that's how you are setting it, man. So if you wake up and you change your morning habits from not grabbing that damn phone, I have got to the point where I don't touch that phone for an hour. That's my new part of my new routine. I don't touch the phone for damn near an hour. If I do, I just I look at the very the screen, and I say, okay, nothing emergency, cool, and I, and I go on. If you set your intentions to not touch the phone, you, you get your morning meditation and you read, you read something spiritual, something motivational, something that, it, that puts you in a right headspace, and you jump in the cold shower, and as soon as you get out of the cold shower, you run to the gym and get that morning. That's what I do. Like, and I don't touch that phone. And my day in the, in the last, what, eight days or something? Yeah. My last eight days has my, just everything about the way that I perceive things today is has changed dramatically, and it's a, it happened within the first three days. Like mm-hmm. holy shit! Because touching that phone in the morning, the next thing you know, an hour goes by. Like your brain is fogged already. It's already fogged with negativity and stuff you shouldn't be thinking about. Stuff that ain't ain't getting you to that next level. What's getting you to that next level is education, knowledge, uh, spiritually awakening, just whatever it is. Something positive in the morning will set your whole day. Absolutely. That way, when something negative does happen mm-hmm. when you get to work, mm-hmm. you're able to deal with it better because you're in a good headspace. Yep. Instead of in a fog or, you know, just whatever, man. But it's, most people are comfortable. 
Like most people think, think they have they life are. figured out. Well, you know what I mean? I don't. They, I think, I think they, they're settled. Like, I think they're like, holy shit, my life sucks. Okay, well, what are you doing when you first wake up? They're like, well, I grab, you know, if they want to be honest, I grab my phone, I'm on TikTok, or I'm on Facebook, or I'm on Instagram. Oh, no. My favorite one is I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to do this, this, and because this. Because I had to sleep eight hours every single day. Yeah. While I get sleep is very healthy, don't get me wrong. Well, go to bed earlier. Me. Right. Right. <laughs> I can't. Well, with, with that attitude, you won't. you're right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That's just the reality That's of life. The truth, this yeah. is just the way it is. Everything you want is right on the other side of everything you don't feel like doing. Bam. Hashtag that. That's just the reality of life. I don't feel like doing half the crap I do. If no. I'm being honest about it, I don't feel like any of it. I but did. when I, I am, sure to, like, most importantly, I don't feel like getting out of bed. It's cold out there. Oh man! The, Outside the of my covers, showers were rough at first because it's four thirty <laughs> in the morning for me. It's four degrees outside, <laughs> and it's, I think the water's colder. It's definitely colder <laughs> because the pipes are frozen to the house, right? Like we're talking about a different so, level I, of cold. I guarantee you, there's not much. I mean, unless you've changed your mindset on it, which I've slowly started to do. Like I'm, I, I want it. It's exciting. Yeah, instead well, yeah. of nervous, right? But unless it's not something you want to do. Well, there's a psychological side to it that I want people to understand is when you do that, the reason it becomes so exciting is because you have consciously started to retrain your subconscious to take control. I'm going to do this. My subconscious says I don't want to do it. I feel like it. I'm going to do this. You're mine. You belong to me. And when you take ownership in your head and tell your body what to do, most people's bodies run their life. Their subconscious tells their body how to feel. They get all anxious, all serious, all stressed out. Mm -hmm. And then they, I I can't control this. What are you talking about? You can control whatever you want. You're in charge. You are definitely in charge. And so there's this psychological part of the No, listen, like you... You sit there when he said, and I said, you're in charge. You're like, no, nah, I'm not. They are. I'm not. You. You are in charge. Everybody. You're in charge of your life. You're in charge of your thoughts. You're in charge of your behaviors. You're in charge. I, and that sounds so simple. But it, it, but it takes, it does. It, it, and what makes you in charge is you, you can retrain your brain to think, behave, react, don't react, in whatever circumstance, you won't, you know what I mean? I got a newsflash for everybody that they're going to hate. They're going to hate me for this one. Here we go. It is simple. You overcomplicate things. <laughs> Period. Woo, you let do. your feelings we get involved. Do. You let your subconscious take over. You get all these things that you don't like and you jump back into comfort. That's I want to get brain. back in the blanket. I want a warm shower. I want, I want all these things too. Yeah. Right? Until I... Again, they are trying to – fear is basically predicting an outcome that you want before you've ever experienced it because it gives you the excuse to not do it. That's that brain. The reality of it Survivor is you don't mode. know. Well, man, every relationship has failed. Okay, there's going to be one that hasn't. Every relationship I have ever been in has failed until I met my wife, and I was 39 when that happened. or I met her at 37, but 38, something like that. I don't even remember. Okay, 38 it yeah, is. Yeah, we're in this some age – we got married in 2019. I know that much. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is like all, and I'm talking, I'm not f- taking any pride in this, but I'm talking a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Too many. Because mm-hmm. I would go from one to the next. I wouldn't take time to heal. Because yeah. I can't be alone. I'm afraid of being alone. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I don't feel like being alone. Right. Like, 
<laughs> Guess what, dude? You're alone. I don't care if someone's there with you. You're still in your own head. So whether you understand that or not, or a girl, or a dude for a girl, I don't really care. You're alone. <laughs> Disclaimer. When everything is message. When everything is said and done, and you're laying in that hospital <sighs> bed and you die, guess who's going with you? No one. You're alone. Unless you get that good wife, he's like, I'm not letting you go by yourself. I'm going with you, <laughs> ride or die. But the reality of it is, you still can't go with you. <laughs> no, you're right? right. Like, I don't know. like I, I get what you're saying, and I yeah. love it. And Romeo and Juliet was an amazing story, but also the, fictional. The ride or die, right? <laughs> like I, I, people die when other people die because they've accepted that they no longer have a purpose in their life because their purpose was never about themselves. They have stopped falling in love with themselves. They have made everything in their life about something or someone else. Yeah. And you just can't do that. It's not sustainable. It's definitely not sustainable because people are going to let you down. The world's going to let you down. Things are going to kick you in the face. Everything's going to happen. The world sucks. Also, the world doesn't owe you shit. And it won't. It's never going to pay you back for all the things you think you deserve. If you deserve it, go get it. If you think you deserve it bad enough, then go get it. It should be even, pretty easy if you deserve it, right? Here's the other side of that, too. Even if you don't think you deserve it, go get it. Right. Go get it. But if you're not, if, once you're in love with yourself, I deserve everything right. this moment in time. Like, That's true. I have, so number one thing to do is fall in love with yourself. And stop overcomplicating things. Stop overthinking things. Keep it simple, stupid. It's <sighs> the first thing I heard when I got in recovery. Like, it's just like, the how truth. How dare you call me stupid? And I still, like... I'll be trying to listen to an audiobook. My mind will be like, left, 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 left. No blinker. We're just going to keep going left. Like I'm driving a NASCAR. Like, and I have to consciously take control. Right. Shut up. Listen to me. We're trying to do something right now. Shut up. We're trying to pay attention. And that'll last sometimes 12 seconds. <laughs> and then I'm like, then you gotta do dude, it stop. Yeah. I'm in control. Knock it off. And it takes action. But if I were to overcomplicate it, by then be like, why do I do this? And blah, blah, blah. Now I'm down the rabbit hole so far, I can't even see the top. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. You're in control. You can do whatever you want. I guarantee it. If you don't believe it, then it's never going to happen. So your beliefs dictate your thoughts. Your thoughts dictate your feelings. Your feelings dictate your actions. Your actions create your results. So if you don't believe in yourself first, what do you think is going to happen? If you don't believe in yourself... There's a million books out there you can start reading. Uh, that's the thing, though, is like nobody wants to take the time or sacrifice the time in order to like I, like Gary talks. Gary V talks about it all the time. If you want, if anything you want to know in life, you want to become it. Like I, I say this all the time. You don't get what you want out of life. You get what you are. Yeah. So you work on changing who you are. And the way you work on changing who you are is you do you educate yourself, you do research, you read books, you do self-help, you do whatever it takes to get you there. That's what you're going to do. Cause you do not get what you want in life. You get what you are. So a lot of people think that knowledge is power and on some level it is, but knowledge without action is useless. You can understand something, not know how to do it. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I, I am not going to be a neuroscientist by any level of the imagination. I'm not going to operate on people's brains. You're all safe. 
You but I am really trying to understand how the brain fires. And there are words, the amygdala and the hippocampus and all these other things. And like, <laughs> it's like, I've got to read them 40 times before I really grasp. And I need like the pictures and I need it to like point down at where in the brain it's actually happening. And then there's more to it on the psychological act, psychological activists. And someone said Vegas nerve. And I was like, let's go. Oh, wait a minute. You're talking about the nerve that goes from the stomach to the brain. Like, it's like going to Vegas. <laughs> like, I, but Wait, I'm, but I'm hearing these things and I'm diving into it because I want to understand. Like, if you want to know, understand. If you want to understand, read, do something. So the this most thing powerful, makes you superhuman. Yeah, so true. The most powerful tool that we have is a three pound tool, and it's called our brain. Yeah, but we don't want to spend any time growing that, growing the experience. Like, uh, there's so much knowledge that I gain from from experiences. Like, I, I, I said this a million times. I, I learn more, like, making mistakes. Like, I learn how, you know, like, I, I never, my brain never seems, to, it, like, I'm a quick learner. It just takes me forever. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so I have to try and fail, try and fail, try and fail. And that's where I learn. You know, I, I, if Gary Vee says, if you want to be an expert or a master at something, all you have to do is study that, whatever that asks, whatever specific topic, study it for 40 hours and you will become a master of it. Yeah. 40 hours is all it takes. And you know. dive deep though. Like we're not talking about like 40, I think if you're, study, if you're genuinely studying, now let's talk about like studying. Are we going to study? Or are we going to study? Like there's a 40 massive hours difference. Like dive deep into, and again, this comes from passion. So if you're in love with the process, like I'm in love with the way my brain fires because I have, had a brain that made me think I was crazy. And if you understand what I'm talking about, I'm talking about racing thoughts and things that don't make sense. And all these fears that just drive you nuts. Like Mm -hmm. I am a worst case scenario human being Mm. because I've experienced a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so based on my past experiences, that became my new belief system. And then that led me to drugs, a rabbit hole, all these different problems, failed relationships, a million different things that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, they weren't working because I wasn't trying to, fix myself right and now i've become so deep into that studying that now it's like i'm literally reading about the actual brain and i think you just i think you're just scraping the top oh, of the iceberg you know from like like the amount of growth i said this at the first first episode like you guys out there are going to watch us grow through this whole thing absolutely you know? so by episode I don't 167. know. I'm not going to be a neuroscientist. Yeah, he'll be an expert. But I'll be able to talk to one. <laughs> <laughs> he will say words and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be, be like, that. I'm going to be that tattooed asshole. Excuse my language. I'm really working on that. But I'm going to be that tattooed asshole that like walks into like a medical gala. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm going to be standing next to him. I'm going to be standing next to him going, it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> So listen, guys, <laughs> have a good day. We're going to leave you with this one. If you want something, first know what you want, know why you want it, why? then figure out how to do it and understand the only time you're going to fail is when you set an unrealistic expectation on your goals. And if you do fail, that's okay too. Let's, the whole point of failing for so many of us out here, we fail and we're done. Right? Like Thomas Edison, he didn't fail. He just learned 10,000 different ways how to <laughs> not make a light bulb. All right. And that's the thing is like, I said, failure is part of this growth. Yeah. So continue to fail, continue to push through it, 
continue to learn and grow through it. You don't go through things, you grow through them. If you can take on that mindset, you're going to go far. It's okay to not be okay. I'm not okay right now. <laughs> well, that's because we just talked about relationships. <laughs> go listen to that one. That was the most fun I've ever All right, had. So, so the relationship Love yourself. Chase there. your dreams. Let's go out and get it, guys. Love you.